ATR. I'm Jerry Oster. To the right of me, special appearance. His fifth time on the program. Caden Jarvis, how are we doing, buddy? I am doing phenomenal. I think uh, I think I'm going to remove my interim tag of special appearance and maybe make this my full time gig. You are now officially part of the podcast. Double Y is what they call me. Double Y. We got triple Y and double Y. I like that. Yeah. Oh. Caden Jarvis. Yeah. Never even thought of it. <laughs> well, it wouldn't make sense to most people. It makes sense to me. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Because your name has a Y. Yeah. And everything good should be doubled up. 100%. Right? Double Y. That's what I used to tell my mom when I would take some cookies. Oh. You know, she'd be two. like, hey, don't take two. And I would say, come on, mom. I got a full glass of milk here. What am I supposed to do? Exactly. Drink it without a cookie? Absolutely. I need not. doubles. Good things come in pairs. Sometimes triples, sometimes quadruples, sometimes the entire rack. Wow. Oh, yeah. What was your go-to cookie? Uh, as a kid? Yeah. Oh, man. This sounds like I was, you know, bush, <laughs> pretty bush league over here, but uh, a simple dad's oatmeal chocolate chip. Okay. The key with the dad's oatmeal chocolate chip is if you are used to dunking them, yeah. you can dip it and hold it for about three seconds. It's the perfect dunk, perfect milk to cookie ratio and delicious. All right. So I might want to try that I out next time. To, yeah, I might have to. What was yours? Um, it was, I, I like the chocolate chip. I was the Chips Ahoy, Chunk Ahoy. Chips okay. Ahoy. Yeah. Chips Ahoy, I think. The chocolate chip one at that. Or just a classic Oreo. I was never a fan of splitting the Oreo, though. No. I would just do it all at once. If you have time to split an Oreo. You got too much time. Like, like what's going on in yeah. your life, you know? Yeah. Like, I had some buddies Mind like. Yeah, like the, I had one buddy who'd scrape off the, no. the insides and make just this big ball of icing. Oh, it, was, okay. it was so gross. Like I couldn't even watch him do it. I, he'd, lick, he'd lick the pieces of Oreo sides to soften them. I'm like, use the milk. No, that's why it's there. Well, I'm glad that we're grossing everybody out. Let's talk some hockey. Okay, first off, we got a lot to get to. There's nothing in the hockey world <laughs> going on. Just joking. Um, Keegan Colsar, rink train, signed a two-year deal yesterday yeah. with the uh, Vegas Knights, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, what do you think about the deal? And uh, nothing but good things ahead for Keegan Colsar, I'd 100%. say. 100%. Right? You know, it could have happened to a better guy. Um, he always, he's always here around the rink with a big smile on his face, um, ready to talk to anybody and anybody. So uh, for him, it's good to see that all his hard work's paying off with another two-year extension. So... Excited to see what he does um, when he gets a shot this year. Keegan Colsar is the godfather of our player development. 100%. This guy is an OG. Yep. He's been coming here since he was, I don't know, like seven. Do you think he's the, the <coughs> oldest client we have? Like the long-term client? He is up there. On, he's not. No? He's not. Okay. Like we have a couple other guys that I think were here a little bit earlier than him. Okay. But like... He's got to be tough. He is. He was skating at the rink my first year. So wow. I mean, he's been with uh, with this company for over ten years. So that's um, amazing. You know, we might have to get him a gold watch. I think so. <laughs> yeah, or you a gold watch? Well, I'm still waiting. <laughs> still waiting on that. Uh, we also launched our mastery program. For those of you who do not know what the mastery program is, we're going to tell you a little bit about it. Caden, mastery program. I know you're in charge of the jerseys. Why don't you go through uh, the stripe stuff? For sure. So we'll give you a quick Sparks notes of the mastery program. So basically what we have is we have seven different color stripes. 
um, all the way from our intro programs which don't have a stripe all the way to our pro programs for the players which have a double red stripe and basically our slogan is you have to earn your stripes so as you go throughout the different levels from all the way from intro to pro you'll get a different jersey that has a different color stripe corresponding to each level so it's a cool way it's kind of like what were you saying before jiu-jitsu karate karate oh karate yeah it's yeah. kind of like karate uh or swimming lessons where each time you move up a level you get a different color stripe or badge so fun fact about swimming lessons uh my first day swimming i was about five years old yeah walking in the pool with my brother wearing matching uh, canadian speedos Love not it. a big deal um we took him <laughs> probably in. went over very well very well you know, yeah. very well. And uh, we were walking to the shallow end at okay. the university. Well, the university's shallow end is pretty deep. I think it's about six, seven. Wow. Yeah, it's no, yeah. It's no uh, wading pool. No. Right? Walking by, haven't even touched the water, haven't dipped a toe in yet. Yeah. And I pushed my older brother into the pool. Just, uh, just a quick push, shoved yeah. him in. Uh, mother was yelling from the stands. <laughs> uh, brother was... Ah, they said he was drowning. I don't think he was drowning. He was, he was faking it. He was in shock. Yeah, it's um, a classic older brother move. Older brother move, getting me in trouble. So needless to say, I was grounded for that one. Yeah. Um, did, you know, I didn't know you could do this, but failed uh, my uh, yellow on the first day. Wow. Yeah, they did not pass me because apparently it's frowned upon to push somebody who doesn't know how to swim into a pool. Well, it makes sense, but at the same time, it doesn't. It, if you had told me the rules prior to walking out, exactly. like, hey, you know, pushing somebody in the water is frowned mm -hmm. upon, maybe I do it, maybe I don't. Yeah, but then I you need, can fail. Yeah, give me a choice yeah. here, you 100%. know? Yeah. I've always been kind of, uh, you know, a theatrical man, yeah. you know? Like a little quick joke here and there. <laughs> I thought it was going to kill. Apparently, I almost killed my brother. So, um, live and learn, I guess. Back to the mastery program. Um, so, each level, Jarv, you know, not only are you earning your stripes, um, every level you go through, there's three things that you have to master, correct? Yeah, so there's three kind of mastery keys in, in each level. And as you progress, depending whether it's shooting or power skating or whatever kind of the, the topic or the skill that you're trying to master is, in each different level or each different category, there'll be three kind of main things that that we've identified that each player, or each athlete should be able to do and should be able to master before they can move on to the next level. So nice. we've identified these three or four things in each different age group or di different category uh, for each of the players to kind of master. That sounds amazing. It, you know what, it took a lot of work, um, but we're excited to roll it out and excited to see um, kind of how it how it all comes together. Uh, one thing it is gonna, I think it's gonna bring an added excitement to the kids in the program. Sure. Like who doesn't want to get through a program and at the end go, okay, sweet. I mastered this, this, and this. Now I'm on to the next level. Absolutely. Or I didn't master this, this, and this. I know what you have to work on. I know what I have to work on, yeah. exactly. So I think all across the board, it's a, it's a great idea. And uh, we're super excited to launch that for sure. Let's talk about the NHL. All right. Segment three. Oh. Uh, NHL, nothing really going on. I mean, we talked a little bit about free agent frenzy. Yep. I thought it was kind of a dud this year. Uh, you're starting to see certain guys. Let's start off with our boy, Jumbo Joe Thornton, 
My all-time signs, favorite. Yeah, signs with the Toronto Maple Leafs. What did you think about that one? That one hurt a little bit just because Jumbo is my favorite player of all time. And I just thought, I know we started in Boston, um, but I always just think of him as a San Jose Shark. Um, so to see him in a different uniform and a different number um, is going to be weird. It's going to take some getting used to. I'm not a fan of Toronto. I'm not a huge fan. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for me. Is he going to be wearing a different number? I think he announced he's wearing 97. So what I've heard is he's the McDavid of the East, is what I've heard. He wore 97, though, one I point, didn't he? I want to say he wore it before. He's wearing it. I'm pretty sure he's playing in Switzerland right now yeah. for HC Davos. He's wearing 97 there. Yeah. So I think he's just carrying it over to Toronto. Now, is it? I read somewhere, and I'm not a big reader and, and not very factual at certain times. Me neither. Um, I, I heard that, he, that up. Yeah. Well, it sounded legit. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't believe that you said that name from Europe, Davos. Um, is he playing? I heard he's playing out there for free right now, just for the love of the game. I I wouldn't put it past him. That got, guy, that guy loves hockey. I he's gonna. I bet you he plays for as long as he can. He's like the he's the new Yarmir Yager. Absolutely, you can't take him off the ice. No, well, but just put him on the sideboards. Yeah, you know, like exactly. and and here's the thing, I think he signs in Toronto obviously because he. Loves the city, yep. you know, that's where he grew up, yep. I believe. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> We're really uh, hoping that he was raised there. Um, but he signs for 750, yep. which is pretty sweet to get like uh, a like legend. A Hall of Famer. Not only what he's doing on the ice still, but yeah. what he brings to the dressing room. Absolutely. And, you know, San Jose, I saw so many tweets from their players, pretty upset that they're losing such a good guy. So, yeah. What a steal of a deal. And I Absolutely. only think that happens because he goes to Toronto because he's familiar with that area. Yep. You know? Yeah. Would Taves ever think of doing the same thing to Winnipeg? Uh, absolutely not. No? No. I don't. Uh, to be honest with you, I just thought you said Tavares. No. I wasn't really listening. So oh. Taves. Uh, <laughs> You're perfect for this podcast. Yeah. This guy's not even <laughs> listening over here. Uh, Taves. Uh, I I don't think so. I don't. He's got a he's got a community center named That's after. That's true. But he can come back anytime when he's done. It's true. I I don't see him. I I think for me it'd be weird seeing him in another jersey other than Blackhawks. Do you think he'll he would ever come back? I think he'd come back if yeah. it was like the end of his career. Yeah. Why not? Well, play again for mom and dad. True. Like they don't uh, want to I see him in a Jets jersey. Yeah. Just one know. year. May I don't. Uh, I think it would be sweet. I just don't see it. Yeah. I think we're going to start to see more older players. And by old, I, you know, I'm talking 33 through 37, yeah. 8. I think you're going to start to see some of those. Like after we saw what happened in the playoffs this year, you know, uh, Perry, Corey Perry yeah. kind of looked unreal in the yeah. playoffs. Why wouldn't you want to sign somebody who's a little bit older? You know, they're not going to do much. You're not even signing them really for their regular season totals. No. I could care less what Corey Perry does. In the, yeah. He's a playoff player. You know what he brings in the playoffs. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next little bit. Um, quickly, we're getting to wrap it up. Uh, symbol from Tate. <laughs> <laughs> She's not even in the room. Uh, lining. Yeah. Last Friday, we had rumors come out that he's, he didn't ask for a trade, but... If, you know, if we want to move them, yeah. they're okay with it. Yeah. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard, by the way. That's like <laughs> me being in a relationship and being like, hey, I don't want to break up with you. But if you want to break up with me, yeah, I'm totally I'm okay with fine that. with it, right? 
That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, just say that you want to break Good up job. with me. Yeah. It's Let's not it you, it's me. Let's rip the band-aid off. That's right. So yeah. what do you think is going to happen from this now? I don't know. I think it would be, I mean, when I first heard it, I thought that they were just trying to create some some sort of conversation about it and try to, like, make it bigger than it actually was. But, like, I've seen a lot of people, like, either tweet or comment or, like, news reports on it that it's a legit thing, that they're looking to shop them around. Oh, yeah. Like, I think Shevel Dayoff started you know hearing some things like yeah. you know shop him around not not necessarily looking to trade him yeah. but see what the market was on yeah. him and if you don't do that in my mind you're not a good GM no. right yeah. like i'm sure that happens all the time yeah. but it may have gotten out someone leaked it or whatever yeah now i think it's it could happen it could happen it's pretty legit it, like and i've always thought you know in the last couple of years that you know, Liney, has he gotten better? Yeah, like has yeah. he earned first line minutes? I think he took a huge uh, step last year. Yep. I think if he came back this year, it wouldn't be very long before he is our number one, yep. our number one, what is it, right winger? But you can't just give a guy what he wants when he demands it. Yeah. And, I, and I'm a huge believer of like, you know, when it's your time, yeah. it's your time. Okay. Uh, anyways, well. This was a heck of a time there, Jarb. <laughs> Thanks for coming on for the uh, warm-up. Yeah. And uh, we got actually you coming up with your brother. We're back. And Tristan Robbins and Chewy. Chewy, actually returned. He's in the interview. So yeah. let's get ready, and I'll just say it for Chewy. Let's drop the puck. And close shot. There's a goal. Seth Jarvis, the 17-year-old, short side, glove side, high. Just under the Welcome to the podcast, fresh off the draft, number 13th overall. The Carolina Hurricanes, Seth Jarvis. How's it going, Seth? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm really good. I just had a coffee. I'm jacked up. To the right of me, drafted 56 overall to San Jose, the Sharks. We got Tristan Robbins. How are we doing, Tristan? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. And let us not forget, actually, to the left, we got a guy who played for Winkler Flyers, number 26 in their program, number one in my heart. We got Caden Jarvis. Caden, how are we doing? I'm great. Undrafted, by the way. Undrafted. That didn't phase me. Did they retire your jersey? They did. No one's wearing 26 this year, so it is up in the rafters. Is it in the rafters? Or is I it just a non-popular? Non I just popular? think no one probably wanted to wear it. Yeah. But I'm saying in the rafters. Can we think of any NHL players that Mario wear it? Marcy Louis. Okay, he knows it. Right off the bat. What, what number? All right. 26. <laughs> that was quick. Uh, Blake Wheeler? Blake Wheeler. Skated oh, this morning. Yeah. Okay, well. I'm a pretty knowledgeable guy in the hockey market. I don't know if you guys know. I do, but I don't look at numbers. That's how I've played my hockey career. No numbers. 266. Yeah, exactly. Let's start it up. We'll start with uh, Seth. Seth, let's talk about your big day, getting drafted, uh, everything that went on within the day. Yeah, so kind of woke up early. Uh, got pretty nervous. Had a couple interviews in the morning with uh, a few teams and a few podcasts, and then uh, came here to the gym to just kind of clear my mind, just not focus on anything and just uh, kind of enjoy the day and then came home and got all the cameras set up, which uh, you guys were lucky enough to, <laughs> to see that one, amazing. how that went. Amazing, so, yeah. And then yeah, kind of family came over, a few friends, I know a couple buddies came in like 40 minutes late and just opened the door and welcomed themselves and then yeah, the draft uh, just kind of carried on from, uh, from there. 
Did you see me and Chewie sitting in a car across the street <laughs> from your house? No, no, okay, I didn't. Okay, good. Chewie, we were, we were safe then. We were good. Good? Yeah. Okay, so Robbie, same question. What was your kind of day like leading up to it? Yeah, I was back at the lake because it was on a Tuesday, Wednesday. So uh, I spent the time with my family, my grandparents, my auntie and uncle came up. And uh, we just kind of sat on the couch together and watched, uh, watched it happen on TV. Nice. Did you get up early like Seth and no, hit no. the gym? <laughs> no, no, I, I, uh, the, I mean, I went the one day, but uh, on Wednesday the draft started early in the morning, so we just uh, woke up and then went to the living room. Was about it. Nice, Caden. What did uh, you do on your draft day? My day was just like any other day. Woke up probably around noon. Nice. Um, got an egg McMuffin, got sausage an egg, egg McMuffin, yeah. you? and then uh, had a couple classes, and then uh, and then just sat around, watched that, set everything up. And then, um, yeah, got dressed, got excited. People started showing up, so uh, so that was fun to see. Our grandparents were there, and then we just had a couple of buddies. So, um, no, it was cool to see him kind of go through that whole experience, and, and it was an exciting time for I'm sure for him, but for me as well and our parents. So, yeah, it was yeah. cool. Did your Did your mom go pick out your tie for you, or did you get to pick out your tie? My billet mom picked out my stuff because uh, yeah. she. Runs my life from Portland. <laughs> she okay. wanted FaceTime for the full thing, <laughs> oh. so that I felt bad That's for her. Yeah, her head. Oh. What's, the, what's the big one in the states? What's the big company? Phone company? Wow. Verizon. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Their head like data. Yeah, my the uncle was standing over the computer yeah. holding my mom's phone for probably a good <laughs> two hours, <laughs> just oh. holding her there, standing there. Yeah. He's getting a good bicep workout in. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so leading into the day, I mean. Did you guys kind of have an idea of where you guys were going to go uh, or was it kind of up in the air you, and were you shocked when you got picked by the teams that you guys got picked by? Yeah, for me, well, I knew I wasn't going to New York, obviously, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> could kind of ease on that one. But once it got to about number eight, that's when I started getting nervous because I was kind of in that range of eight to probably 15. So yeah. after a couple teams started going by, I really thought I was going to Nashville for sure. And uh, when they kind of went by, I didn't. I had no clue. I just knew if I got to Edmonton, I had a good feeling I'd go there. And luckily, uh, Carolina scooped me up right before that. Nice. How about you, Rob? Yeah, you know what? I was kind of in a unique situation where I was ranked anywhere in the first four rounds. Yeah. So I, I really had no idea where I was going to go, but I thought it was either going to be Anaheim or San Jose. Nice. Keeping in the sun. Yeah, nice, uh, nice sunny in California. <laughs> Do you know how to surf? No, well, I've only surfed once. Okay, you're gonna learn, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. When you guys both found out officially, found out who's the, who called you guys? Like, who did like someone call you on the phone, or did they Facetime with you guys, or how did that work? No, I was watching from the computer. Yeah. I just, uh, the feed came in probably twenty seconds before you guys would see it on TV. So okay. we saw the guy announce my name, and then we got it ready. So yeah, we found out the same way everyone else did. And who was the first one for the organization that called you? I got a FaceTime from uh, Don Waddell, the GM, and Rob Rindemore. Cool. Rod the bod? Yeah. Does he look big and kind of FaceTime? Does he look He didn't know where quite to hold the phone. Yeah. So it was like here, and was, yeah, I got a good look at him, and yeah. he, he looked intimidating, but he's a, he seems like a great guy. You're going to back check already oh, for him, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Robbie? Uh, I got a call from uh, Mr. Wilson, Mr. Wilson Jr., and it was just a quick, uh, quick call because I think uh, our TV was a little delayed at the lake. So I got a phone call right before it was happening, and it was a random number. I didn't know the area code, so uh, it was you know surprising. I picked it up, and then my name was called onto the TV. So those were the two first guys I talked to. Cool. So kind of to add on to Chewy's question, uh, did any of the players reach out to you guys uh, after you guys overdrafted? Yeah, I got probably a good seven or eight text messages from a bunch of guys, and a couple Matt Tobins they have in their 
and their thing. And then obviously I know Still and, and Geeky, so uh, I saw them the next day, so they congratulated me. But yeah, there's a few guys on their roster that reached out. I had a couple guys on the roster as well, and then I actually got a call from uh, Logan Couture, oh, which nice. was pretty cool. Another, it was another number that I didn't know in a different area code, but I picked it up and he introduced himself, and I was pretty surprised. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like when you answer a phone? It's like, hey man, it's, it's Logan Couture. It, it, I think it took a couple of seconds to register in my head, so I think I went blank for a few seconds. Yeah. I might have embarrassed myself, but uh, it was it was really cool to hear from a figure like that. Sure. Uh, no one called me that day. I called you that you day. You did, you did. Come Man, on. I lied. You did call me that day. Um, so that was the best phone call I've probably heard oh. in a while. Um, yeah, so thanks for doing that. I know worries. It meant a lot to me on my draft day. Well, I just thought, you know, there's a lot of focus on Seth. Yeah. You were dressed up too. I was. You had a tie on. I had a tie. I thought it would be nice yeah. to kind of give him a call. Wait, was, it, was it a different tie? It looks like a different It was tie. Uh, actually clip-on. And I'm not sure if you can see the inside of my suit, but I have a Tiger Woods lining. But you couldn't see anything on that. Yeah, I don't so. think anybody was able to see much. <laughs> yeah, no. I thought, okay, I told, I told Caden this, like, so when it happened, you guys were in a very red room? No, or, no, no. Perfectly lit room. It was <laughs> just the cat, the computer got scared when we all stood up and then okay. it went. I actually thought from my, from, from home, it looked like you guys planned it and you put the red lights on because you got drafted by Carolina. I thought it was all staged. No, yeah, I wish we were we were that smart. But we don't no, have that production value. No, no. We, we shook the table a little bit, and <laughs> next thing you know, it looked like we were filming from the inside of a microwave. Well, the best tweet I saw was, first ever draft from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, whoever put that one, that, uh, that comment gave. That was awesome. Okay, so you guys get drafted, uh, and I always wondered how this works, so I'll let you guys kind of explain. How do you guys have a hat from the team? You know, like, how does that work? You guys have the hat on, like, after you got drafted, you're wearing the Carolina hat. How does that work? Do you do you know, like, do they send you just one hat, or how does that work? Oh, yeah, I got a box of 32 hats. 32 hats. Yeah, or uh, 31, 32. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I have a lot of hats. Yeah, there you so go. Been, he's been giving them out. Uh, I've been giving them out. So, I mean, I still probably 20. If, if you have a favorite team, I could probably have it. All right, well. There we go. I wasn't even looking for a handout, but I'll, yeah. I'll take it for now. Deep down inside, I was like, how can I get a hat? Give me a San Jose hat. I ended up getting one, though. Um, so it was about an hour later where uh, my agent reached out to a, a local agent in Manitoba, and he drove up a jersey and a hat for me. Nice. So I got it right away. So I just found this out last podcast when I was talking with you, because Chu, you know, this guy's like a history buff. He knows, <laughs> he knows all, and I kind of fly by the seat of my pants a little bit. But um, pretty cool that your dad was with this organization. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I hear that you have a, a retro jacket that you've been rocking since you were a little guy. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. My dad signed with San Jose uh, after his 20-year-old season in Brandon. And, uh, you know, he got some merch, but he also bought a teal, uh, teal Corvette. Oh. So I've had people asking me. I had people ask me if I'm gonna go out and buy a teal Corvette now, but uh, yeah, I ran right to my my closet and put on that windbreaker, and I thought it was uh, pretty ironic, but super cool at the same time. Yeah, that's hilarious. A teal? What was a Corvette? A Corvette. Yeah. Paul. Beautiful. Yeah, you yeah. remember? Yeah. <laughs> did you go? Did you take a ride in that bad boy? Spent a few hours in that car. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> terrorizing the streets of Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay, one of the cool things, you know, you go into a new team, uh, every hockey player has a connection to their number, okay? Like everybody obviously going through your minor hockey and into your junior careers, 
some of the superstition stuff like that. You guys are going to new teams. You guys are the rookies. Um, if your numbers are taken, what are we looking for for a second number? Yeah, well, my number's taken already. I know yeah. that. So yeah. who knows? Maybe two six will come out two again. Six, man. <laughs> We're coming back. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. I'm sure the first camp will get like an outrageously high number, like a 76 or something, something yeah. a, little, a little out there. A little PK Subban. Yeah, exactly. But if I can pick, maybe maybe 26 will come back. All right. Bring it back. Yeah, nice. nice. Um, I've always worn either 11 or 93 growing up, but uh, you know, if I go to an NHL camp, I don't think I could be picky as a rookie. So I uh, know really whatever number they give me, I'd be happy with. Um, but yeah, no, if I have to choose, probably 93, and then secondary would be 11. Nice. Okay, this question's for Caden. Um, so, you know, tell us all about the excitement you have about golfing in Carolina. I'm pumped. I've already looked up Pinehurst. Okay. Uh, it's a little too pricey maybe for me. Well, it is way too pricey for me. Um, so anybody in Pinehurst that might be listening to this, uh, I do like to golf. Um, yeah, so I'm pumped. It's like golf year-round, I'm pretty sure. I think um, so. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what, uh, see what that's all about. But I've heard... Great courses like Sydney Maurice, who lived there, she was telling me some courses that uh, that she used to or that Paul used to go to all the time. So um, yeah, I'm excited to kind of get down there and, and try a couple of them out. Well, I'm sure once Seth he's on not invited down there. No, <laughs> yeah, he's not I'll, coming. I'll my own way. <laughs> That's not good to hear because I've been planning a trip with Katie. <laughs> so looks like we're, we're staying. Broke. We're staying in the Red Roof Inn apparently. So they'll leave the light off. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, that's awesome. So uh, I heard that you're a Duke fan, Seth. Yeah. So you couldn't have landed in a, a better location. No, I've been getting tweets though from uh, obviously North Carolina fans that aren't uh, aren't too pleased about it. You're not a Tar Heels fan? No, I'm a Duke fan, so there's nothing that's going to change that, but I mean... I mean, the best player in the world played there, Michael Jordan, MJ. Well, yeah, but I was also not near born yet. <laughs> that's <so>. true. <laughs> We're dating ah. ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> You're, you probably think I was wrong. Born, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who is Michael Jordan? <laughs> Um, now that you guys, you know, the drafts have been, uh, you know, been done and all that, have the teams reached out to you guys with any kind of like um, direction or anything with on ice or training or uh, like what the plan is for heading into like a development camp or anything like that? I haven't heard anything from the, the team like with their, their management or anything, but I had a, had their Western League scout, one of their Western League scouts re reach out to me and just kind of told me that, uh, you know, they'll be coming to some games and scouting for next year and stuff. and. They'll uh, catch up with me after the games and give me some pointers and little stuff like that, uh, but no, nothing from uh, the, the management. Yeah, I've talked to the skills coach, Sergey Samsonov, which I watched his highlights yesterday and found out he's unbelievable, so that's <laughs> awesome. And then I've, I've talked to their strength guy, who seems like a beauty, and then their dietitian. So that'll be, oh, that'll that'll be fun. <laughs> that will not go well. <laughs> That just shows how, you know, there is an age gap in this room when he just said he had to look up Sergey Samsonov, right? Yeah. I, I feel old all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah, he's okay. You have a Samsonov jersey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about, I'm sure that your followers on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat have gone up like crazy. Like, what's the most random, weird follower that's requested to follow you? Uh, Besides your brother. Yeah, other than him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about any weird ones. I've gotten some weird like DMs and stuff like that, which has been a little bit off the wall. 
But can you share with us some probably of those? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll probably keep those ones under wraps. But yeah, I've gotten some interesting messages from I don't know if they're they're Carolina fans or just uh, just fans of hockey. But yeah, so no weird followers, which has been nice. Just a lot of a lot of Carolina fan pages and stuff like that. But some interesting messages. I'm in the same boat as Jarv. Like the the confidence that some of the people have that they, the things that they can DM you is actually beyond me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no outrageous followers, some crazy messages like Jarv said, um, and then yeah, some crazy tweets as well, but nothing, nothing bad, just uh, things that open your eyes a little bit more. So it's I, actually me with all my burner accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's either you or Dan Ferguson on his burner account. Or Is there Brian McKnight's? Yeah. <laughs> or John Carrick, don't forget about the skills coach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I believe yesterday or the day before uh, WHL released that they're coming back uh, in January, you know, kind of run us through uh, the excitement level that you guys are feeling to uh, get started again. Yeah, it's awesome. We've obviously been off for 72,000 months, so yeah. it's, been, uh, it's been quite a trip. But uh, yeah, now that we had a team meeting yesterday and, the, and our coach said that it's, it's pretty concrete so it's not moving anywhere. So it's nice to hear that, that we actually have a set date that uh, we'll be playing hockey again. We, uh, being in the States, it's a little bit of a different story. It's a little bit COVID soup down there, but it's yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be nice to be back, see all the guys, and just kind of get back to playing some sort of normal hockey. Yeah, I just think it's, it's good now because we can kind of put our minds to a certain date and work towards that where, you know, the last few months we've just been you know, we're waiting for, uh, you know, a solid statement on when the league's going to start and how everything's going to operate. But, uh, you know, we have a meeting tonight, actually, as a group. Um, Blades are having a meeting, and we'll probably just be getting filled in on what, uh, you know, the Winterhawks uh, filled them in with yesterday. So it's just exciting, I think, now that we've got something to look forward to. Well, absolutely, guys. It's, you know, longest off-season of your lives, obviously. Um, and it's, you know, it's tough. I mean, we see it every day, right, Chu? It's like... Uh, we start to see guys kind of going like, hey, I want to get back to the, the routine of things and get back to, you know, playing real games. And you can only stay intense so long against, uh, you know, your peer group and stuff like that. So um, what are we going to do with all this free time? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to start doing more podcasts. You know, this is yeah, the second time we've had the Jarvie brothers on. We're going to go for a third. Going back. <laughs> we could have staff three and three. Yeah, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. It's like. Seriously, in that. There's too many. Yeah, Searcy might have. We we know where the defibrillators are. So I mean, that's one thing. Searcy and Ferg. Oh, the oh yeah. I would I would pay money to see. I would love yeah. to see that show. I'll that. tell you what. I saw I saw Searcy play one time at the Keen Classic. He only played I think a game or two periods. I can't remember which. But the guy was legit. <laughs> like he looked good. I could. Now here's the funny part. I saw him put his skates on in the dressing room. That. <laughs> That was the hardest thing I've ever seen somebody do in my life. I thought he was going to keel over in the dressing room putting his skates on. I was like, this guy played at a high level and, you know, hadn't played in a while. But when he got out on the ice, man, it was he like riding a bike. Oh, he made a glove save. It looked like he was posterizing the guy. I was like, wow, you're pretty good here. Don't let anybody see you put your skates on. But after that, you look amazing. Um, I'm probably going to regret this question, but I should know it. Um, have the WHL said is it going to be a full season or is it going to be like have they said anything on the details of how it's going to roll? Yeah, they said that uh, they're going to try to fit in as many games. They have a date for the Memorial Cup, which is I think sometime in mid June. Okay. So they got to fit as many games as they can into there. 
but obviously they can't make us play like five games a week, which would be outrageous. But we, as I know, we're playing just in our division. Okay. So like, we'll be playing like Everett and those guys like 16 times or something. So that should be fun. Those won't get heated at all. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm sure it'll all be fine. If they're not already. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they're cutting down the games a little bit, but uh, I think it's gonna go from like 68 to like maybe mid 50s. So it's not gonna be. It's gonna be a good amount of games still. Yeah. Robbie will be making lots of trips up to PA. Yeah, well, that rivalry is just going to be going through the roof. It's just a quick drive up the road. Yeah. Well, I imagine, too, like, you know, closer to home in Winnipeg, the ice versus Brandon. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, I mean, those games last year were already pretty heated. Speaking I think. of brothers, those Lambo's brothers will be They're good at warm up. That's right. I don't think their mother will like that very much, but it's good TV, right? <laughs> If they tell about it. What's the, is the rink in PA still called? Uh, Art Hauser. Uh, we used to call the Doogie Hauser. Well, the Doogie Hauser. Oh, he's heating up over there. That's amazing. The, what's it called? The Art Hauser. The Art Hauser, the Doogie Hauser. <laughs> well, let's, we should end on that note because that was amazing. Uh, well, thanks guys for coming in. I know you guys are busy and I know that you guys got a lot of people kind of uh, reaching out and trying to get a hold of you guys. So we really appreciate you guys coming on and. Uh, Super excited for you guys. We were, everybody at the rink was, you know, glued to our television and uh, we look forward to seeing what you guys do in the future. Thank you so much. Yeah, round two has been a pleasure. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, get ready for round three. Perfect. Same, Robbie, you're going to be a reoccurring guest too, right? Sweet. Love to hear it. Yep. Thanks, boys. Circle Robbins. Robbins drags and shoots, scores. Tristan Robbins gives the Blades a 1 nothing lead of the power. Well, that was just amazing. What an interview. Stimulating conversation all around. It was riveting, exhilarating. I'm not sure how many more actions I can think of, but it was that. Okay, first of all, you just used three words that were absolutely amazing. You got a thesaurus in front of you? I actually, my phone is open on thesaurus. What did right you now. just say? Riveting? Exhilarating and stimulating. You sound like uh, I couldn't tell Jackie you. Childs from Seinfeld. <laughs> it's preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, just like to thank Tristan Robbins, Seth Jarvis, Caden Jarvis, and Triple Y for sitting down this week. Uh, we had a nice uh, social distance roundtable, and it was uh, fun hearing what those guys got up to on their draft day. Hope everyone enjoyed the interview, and have a great weekend.